Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Darren Mizrak. And today we are joined by the legendary J-Man's Jedi soccer coach, Donovan Despenis. Donovan, say hello. Hello, everyone. Now, before you guys go researching J-Man's Jedi's, you're not going to find anything on them. It's, uh, it's a local soccer team. Uh, one of the best. I am, in fact, part of it. And like I said, Donovan is the coach. And he's going to be joining us today for the podcast. Uh, we got some news. We got some stuff on the NFL draft. And we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. So, Ethan, what do you want to start out with? Didn't we already... We, we, I thought... Well, uh, let's go news. News. All right. So... On the news, first off, uh, they won out of college basketball. Five-star prospect, and I'm pretty sure 24-7's number nine recruit, Greg Brown, is committed to Texas. Uh, we have a few guys entering the NBA draft. Ford out of Memphis, uh, Precious Achua. Uh, this one this one hits a little, ho- a little, a little close to home, but just recently within the, within the hour, Guard out of Michigan State, Aaron Henry, has declared for the draft. Um, a little bit of an interesting one. Landers Nolly, who we mentioned in our last podcast, transferred to Memphis, declared for the draft, and then about an hour later took his name out with respect to Memphis. Um, a big guy who's not going to the draft, Houston guard Quentin Grimes, uh, the former Michigan point guard, or not Michigan, Kansas, Kansas, my bad. Uh, a little bit of stuff outside the NFL draft in the NFL. Trent Williams was traded to the 49ers. I'm sure you all probably saw that. Matt Burrito was traded to the Dolphins. Or, yeah, the Dolphins. Yeah. And one of the most legendary offensive linemen in the game, Joe Staley, retired after 13 seasons. Uh, besides that, oh, there is one thing. Uh this is a little bit, I don't want to say controversial because people don't always consider it a sport, but we're, we're giving it the benefit of the doubt. NASCAR recently had a issue with Kyle Larson, the driver of the number 42 car for Chip Ganassi, and he was fired. It was just announced within the past 25 minutes that Matt Kenseth will be piloting the number 42 car next year. That, that's pretty much Wait, it. are we going to talk about like the Saints moves? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The Saints, uh, two quarterback moves, actually. They extended Taysom Hill till 2021, and they uh, signed the former Buccaneers quarterback, James Winston. I'm assuming that's to groom him to be Drew Brees' replacement when he retires. Is there anything I missed from the both of you? No, no. I don't believe so. No, nothing, like, important. All right. So, it seems we've uh, disconnected from Donovan. So, oh. I'm going to difficulties. Oh, no. What? Oh, God. Um, what? Did Jordan, I, Jordan's phone had to have died. That's... It said it just shut down. And... Yeah. We're one, we're one episode without Todd, and we're, we're falling apart. Oh, speaking of that, um, Todd's hiatus may be, may be shorter than expected, so you might be hearing from him sooner than you think. 
Just just yes. throwing that out there. All right, Ethan, you want to call them line for them with information on Todd? What? You want to call? You want to try and get Donovan back in this podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Hello? Hello? Alright, we're good. Alright. Uh, it just, like, turned off. Technical difficulties are, uh... No worries, no worries. Um, where were we? Uh, NFL draft? Yeah, I think we just finished off our news. Donovan, you're a Steelers fan, right? Yeah. Hey. So, I respect that. Have you been watching the draft lately? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you feel about the Steelers' draft class? Um, I think it could have been better. Alright, I like that opinion. That's, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's, I think that's how everyone feels at this point. I gotta be honest, though. In division, in division rival, I'm a little bit scared. Now, people can be... People, people might judge me for this, but the Bengals' offense honestly looks scary. You got Joe Burrow, number one overall pick. We talked about that last podcast, so I'm not going to talk too much about Joe Burrow. But the first pick in the second round was a guy that, honestly, in my opinion, was probably a late first-round prospect in T. Higgins. And you're going to have one of the best college receivers last year pairing up with the best college quarterback last year. Not to mention they got Joe Mixon in the backfield and A.J. Green. Look out for the Bengals. I know Ethan and Donovan, you probably hate to hear it, but... The AFC North is actually going to be tough this year. Not going to lie. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be like the NFC um, West. I, I thought there was, there was a few controversial picks in the second round. I mean, <laughs> the Lions took DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Oh yeah, right? that was. They already have Carryon Johnson. The same thing goes for the Colts. They had Marlon Mack, who was a fantasy leader last year. They took Jonathan Taylor, one of the most dominant college running backs ever. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, I guess they... they <laughs> I think I've said this before. They wanted to do what the Ravens did with like Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. They want to try to find that one-two, which I don't know if those guys are going to be the one-two punch that they think they have, but... It might work out. Uh, another one that I thought was a little interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but the Patriots, I think they pulled a very Patriot-esque move, and they drafted Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan University, uh, Division Two school. I thought that was a little bit interesting. I, I mean, it's, it, I think it's a very Patriot-esque move. Yeah. Well, they also took two tight ends, so. It's a good um, I think that they should have drafted a quarterback because I don't know if Brian Hoyer could like carry them to what they need to do. Hey, hey, they just signed Brian Lorke out of Michigan State, my boy, the Spartan. So I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, they need a good quarterback, though, not Brian Lorke. Yeah, yeah, Brian Lorke is not the answer. I gotta be honest though. The rumor is that they're gonna be. Not tanking, but they're going to have a mediocre season because of all the players they lost. And next thing you know, they're going to be like a half. They're going to be like an 8-18. Eight eight they're going to trade into the top five. And they're going to pick up Trevor Lawrence. Which, I don't know about you guys, but Trevor Lawrence scares me. And that, he just scares me. Yeah. I'm with you there. I, uh, I mean, 
I mean, it's it was tank for two this year. It's tank for Trevor next year. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, on the topic of quarterbacks, there was uh, an interesting move in the second round for a quarterback. Jalen Hurts. I, I gotta be hundred percent honest. I don't know what the Eagles front office was thinking. Jalen Hurts. I mean, you got Carson Wentz, who is apparently your go-to guy. They, that seems to be their franchise quarterback. And they picked Jalen Hurts in the second round. It's a little bit of a, I don't know, it's just a little bit. It's a, it's a confusing pick for me. I well, really understand. I think whenever I think we were, we were like on call each other whenever that happened. Um, I think. Uh, what I said was, I I think they should draft someone else. However, I understand their worries with because obviously we all know Carson Wentz has had uh, a pretty bad history with injuries. So in his short career, so obviously that that was kind of just like insurance just in case he goes down. Again. Yeah, and I get I, I get that. It's just I don't know. I I like Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts. I've been saying the same thing for the past two years. Ever since Carson Wentz was not part of the Eagles Super Bowl run, I said Carson Wentz is a liability. He's too injury prone. And they saw that. Carson Wentz, I'm pretty sure, didn't he have another injury this year? And he didn't play sometime? Yeah. I mean, and then he got that concussion in the playoff game. That's yeah, right, yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts just. It, it, didn't, it doesn't seem like the right pick to me. If you're going to go quarterback, which doesn't make much sense in the first place, I think you go with a guy who, I don't know, I feel like he fits the scheme a little more in someone like Jacob Easton or Jacob Fong, who I'm surprised slipped past the second round. Yeah, they were, they were there for a while. I mean, I think, was Easton a third rounder? Um, I think he was in the fourth. Yeah. He went to the Colts in the fourth. He was the round before Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick 122, pick 16 out of the fourth round. I I like that pick for the Colts, though. Because obviously Phillip Rivers is not going to be the long-term solution there. Yeah. Just just because how old he is. And, I mean, do they still have Jacoby Brissett, or where did he go? I think they do, but I don't think they will for much longer. Yeah. And then also with the um the Bills taking Jake Fromm as kind of like I don't know insurance kind of to jo- Josh Allen because obviously Josh we all know Josh Allen likes to run so obviously in running well, quarterbacks going to get more hurt so I don't know I think I think it's more of an incentive for Josh Allen to just Josh Allen got to perform I'm not saying they're going to cut Josh Allen no, no never mind. they would never do that they would never cut Josh Allen but if Josh Allen underperforms this year don't don't be surprised to see the Bills trade him because they bring in a guy like Jake Fromm the Bills made the playoffs last year as what 10 and 6 they've got all they need they just need Josh Allen to perform and if he doesn't they got Jake Fromm they'll trade Josh Allen for another piece and boom you got Jake Fromm or second year quarterback I think it was actually kind of a smart smart pick yeah I, I like the pick I do like the pick. How did you guys feel about Jordan Love going to the Packers? Oh, uh, we 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 talked about this one for a good I, bit. I love it. J- I J- love it. I'm not. I don't. I'm not on the Jordan Love. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that pick. In all honesty, I like it. I think. I Jordan think you. Love, Jordan Love's good. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers. 
I think I think it was actually really smart because I didn't I didn't think about this until just a couple of days ago when I saw something. One, it gives them possibly their quarterback for the future. So now they have a guy that they can rely on, hopefully after Aaron Rodgers retires. Now also, Aaron Rodgers, unless he requests a trade in the next couple months before the season, he is going to have a fire lit beneath him. They just drafted a quarterback and he's still performing. Aaron Rodgers He's gonna be mad. He's gonna be mad and he's gonna be trying he's he's gonna do everything he can to win every single game. I understand his contract. It depends on it. I understand that, but at the same time, whenever you only have like one solid offensive target, um, and there's like pretty decent wide receivers out there, like Brandon Ayuk was still available, um, and you only have Devontae Adams, like you don't really have anyone behind him, so I would have taken a wide receiver there, but Yeah, because they need more wide receiver weapons. And obviously losing Jimmy Graham, too, doesn't help. Yeah. Who was it? It was... Now, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I didn't think I'd ever say this because John Elway has a history of drafting really bad players. <laughs> but the Broncos draft class... Pretty nice. It's pretty good. I mean, they got two amazing wide receivers. We already talked about Jerry Judy in the last podcast. KJ Hamler in round two. I mean, that's a, that's. I I can't think of a better wide receiver draft class than that. And obviously, and, I mean, they got some offensive linemen. Albert Okwuebidom. That's 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 a handful to say, but he's one of the better tight ends in the draft class. They got him round four. So, I don't know if you consider that steal. I think it's a good pick for them. Um, yeah, I I think the Broncos team is the team of the future, especially in terms of the offense, because, like, you got guys like Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, now Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. Like, that's, they're all really young still. So, um, in my personal opinion, I don't know if the Broncos will have a good year necessarily this year. I think this year they're going to be trying to just figure things out. But next year, look out for them. Yeah, for sure. Um. I know this is a very love-hate team, but I think we should bring them up because I think they also had a good draft, uh, the Cowboys. I mean, again, we talked about the first round already last podcast. CeeDee Lamb, amazing pick. Their second-round pick was Trayvon Diggs. Ethan, I know that makes you happy as an Alabama fan. <laughs> uh, they got a steal in the fourth round, one of the better centers, I believe, in the draft. Tyler Bayadaz. I, uh, I don't know how you'd say it. Yeah, something like that. I think he's like a great player. Um, I mean, and shout out to the locals because uh, Pine Ridgeland, which is a school pretty close to us, I think it's about an hour, hour and a half away. Ben Zanucci, he played for James Madison. He got drafted by the Cowboys in the fourth, or not the fourth, the seventh round. So, I mean, shout out to the locals, you know. I think Pennsylvania had at least five picks, including uh, Jan Johnson, who, wait, actually, I don't know if Jan Johnson was drafted. He at least got signed. Huge shout out to him. He's from Governor Mifflin. Ethan, I'm assuming you know that school because they're literally like 35 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, I know. So big shout out to him. Yeah. Is there any other teams or prospects you think we should talk about before we go into the uh, NBA? 
Give me a second. I'm just gonna look at. I'm gonna look at round three just to make sure there's nothing I. Um. I mean, the, the one thing I did maybe want to say is how far Zach Bond, uh, fell. Cause yeah, he... I actually, I was surprised with that too. I mean, I thought he was a borderline first round talent, and then he fell to the third round to the Saints. I mean, good for the Saints. I just thought he would have gone a little bit higher. And I also like, as much as I hate to say it, I also really like the Ravens draft class too. Fair enough, I mean. J.K. Dobbins, uh, Patrick Queen, Devin Duvernay out of Texas, uh, Malik Harrison out of Iowa State. Like, those are all really solid players, and it, it annoys me that they got all those good players, but. Yeah. Uh, I am looking fifth round, a little bit late, you know, day three of the draft. Not many people are watching it. The Jets got, in my opinion, an absolute steal. Cornerback Bryce Hall out of Virginia. Yeah. Now, Many people who watch college football probably don't know his name, mostly because he had a pretty gruesome leg injury the first half of the season this past year. But Bryce Hall is one of the better cornerbacks out of the ACC, and I think had he not been injured this past college season, he could have been a top three-round pick. Yeah. But, I mean, good, good for the Jets. They got they got a cornerback to pair up with Jamal Adams, and that, uh, safe, or Jamal Adams is safety in the... Secondary, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, obviously, the, I, I I think you'll be happy. I think your Cardinals had a pretty decent draft as well, JR. Yeah, uh, I think they addressed some pretty good needs, so I'm definitely happy about that. The team that probably had the... Now, let's, who do you think had the worst draft class? I don't even know, to be honest. I might be I might be considered to say the Steelers at this point. Yeah. Yeah, we, Steelers, we were terrible. They did not draft well in my opinion. I well um, no no you know who it is? Maybe the Falcons. Possibly, possibly. Because they took AJ Terrell sixteen and it was, me, it was questionable. Or that Damon Arnett pick or whatever. No, I like the Raiders draft class. I think it fits their well, and I also I like I like the Buccaneers who they picked up. Yeah, the Buccaneers. I think they they might have they, they definitely had one of the better draft classes. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, they already got a great team, as everybody knows, because they got Tom Brady. They got a stacked wide receiving core, two tight ends who are possible Pro Bowlers, and then they just somehow managed to add on to that. Yeah, their team's gonna be their team's gonna be very scary next year. They might even, I don't know if I want to say this, but they might even rival the Saints in the NFC South. Maybe. They they honestly probably could. I wouldn't be surprised if they. I don't know. Maybe this year they might not, just because of chemistries and stuff. Everyone trying to work things out. But like, may, next year when Tom Brady's used to the new system, like they could be a team, to, a force to be reckoned with. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, there, there is one other sleeper pick that I, I saw, and he was the whole way in the last round. Okay. Shoot, I lost what his name is. Oh, man, that that's embarrassing. Oh, no, no, here it is. Pick 220, KJ Hill. 
He's out of Ohio State, wide receiver. I think, I don't know, KJ Hill had himself a pretty decent season out of Ohio State. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if KJ Hill doesn't break, like, doesn't blow up, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he fits well with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen over there at LA. That that might be that that be that's it looks like an interesting um combination. Obviously, I don't know too much about KJ Hill, but based on what you said, that could be very that could be very interesting. Yeah, um, I guess I guess simply because he's the last pick in the draft, I'm gonna give a shout out to Mister Relevant, the inside linebacker Tay Crowder for Georgia. He's actually not that bad, to be no, honest. No, he's actually he's not that bad. I mean. I guess there was 254 people that the teams felt better than him, but shout out to him for being the last pick of the draft. He definitely well, should get some credit. I don't understand the Mr. Relevant thing, I'm going to be honest, because they got drafted and some people didn't get drafted, so how is he Mr. Relevant? Because it's by, it's by no, like, it's nothing against the player, it's just the fact that by the time that it's the 255th pick of the draft, barely anybody's watching yeah, I feel like maybe, like, the only serious, 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 serious fans, like, so that's, like, maybe, at, like, a thousand people. Ethan, you said way too many I know, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. I was one of the serious people. I watched the whole, I, I watched almost the whole third day of the draft. You, I, I got respect for that. Well, you you for did that. too, Jared, didn't you? You watched most of it. I watched most of it. I watched, like, rounds four and, like, a little bit of five and six. Okay. Um, I don't really know. I think I think that's pretty much. Now I I do think that we should maybe we talk about a little bit of the the uh, the surprising undrafted players. Now most of them have not most of them a number of them have gotten signed. Yeah. But the first the first one that really pops up. Is Trey Adams. Trey Adams, at least from my Madden 20 knowledge, was supposed to be a better offensive tackle than going undrafted out of Washington. So it was a little bit of a surprise to see him go undrafted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it was, it was, it was a case at that point where like most of the teams picked up a guard or something, so no one really like needed him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another guy that kind of surprised me a little bit was the cornerback out of Michigan, Levert Hill. Yeah, Again, yeah, definitely surprised me. Another, another guy that I thought was good enough to get drafted, and he's you know I don't know I don't know if he's signed yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And then the last one I think we should bring up, probably the biggest one, and I was a little bit surprised. I know there was some concern about a broken foot at the combine, but. Thad Moss, now he obviously signed with the Redskins a couple of days ago. I think it was right after the draft on Sunday morning, maybe. But that, that would surprise me a good bit because Thad Moss is a really good player, especially at the end towards the national championship last year. Yeah, yeah. I I thought I thought he was I thought he was going to get drafted. Well, I was going to say, you know who else got a steal? And I think you and me talked about this right before. The Dolphins got Malcolm Perry. I don't know if it's a steal as much as it is just an interesting pick. I mean, I watched Malcolm Perry tear up offenses with his legs, so it's a little bit interesting because I'm I'm sure Malcolm Perry, with the Dolphins taking Tua, 
they're not going to put him at quarterback. So Malcolm Perry, I feel like it's going to be, he's probably going to be a position convert guy. I could see him being Julian Edelman and being a wide receiver. That's I so, think they, that's what well on the official draft thing it says Malcolm Perry wide receiver. So they might have they might have drafted him as a wide receiver. I don't know. It, it's kind of up in the air because I saw him as a run. I saw him listed as a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver all on three different websites. So it's a little bit up in the air. It'll be interesting, but yeah, I don't think yeah. the, the Dolphins team could be scary too. I, I, I think the Dolphins are legitimately, with the Patriots being the way they are, I think the Dolphins could possibly make a wild card team to be a higher surprise. I think the Bills, for the I I'm, I'm I want to say the Bills will win the AFC East this year. I think so, too. I, I agree with that. Well, why don't we do that real quick? Why don't we do it based off the draft classes? Who do you think is going to win each division? All right. I'm okay. down. So, AFC East, we said Bills. AFC North, it pains me to say it. I think the Ravens will take it again. Yeah. I think, uh, I think as much as it hurts my Pittsburgh dies, the Ravens just have the team to beat in the North. Yeah. Um. The, the AFC South, I'm going to say the Titans take it again. Honestly, Wait no, they didn't take it. They didn't take it, did they? No. But I think the yeah. Texans will not win it this year. I don't think the Texans will either. I'm gonna go with an interesting pick, and if Jacksonville can get sorted with all their players, they don't lose Leonard Fournette. They don't lose Yannick Ngakwe. I expect the Jaguars to at least be top two in that division, if not win, based on their recent acquisitions of the draft. I think I don't think the Texans will win because they gave up Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Titans will probably win the the South. All right. Fair enough. I'll 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 be the the lone guy with the Jaguars. <laughs> then we have the West. Um, for me personally, I I, I think the I think the. The Broncos might make a run in the West this year. I don't think they that they have the experience to do it. So I'm gonna say the Chiefs pull it out this year, but next year it's up in the air. Yeah, the Chiefs are just they're so they're they're such an explosive team, and no one really compares that runs the same style offense as them. So I think the Chiefs will pretty much take that top spot from like week three and run away with it. I think the Chiefs too. And if they get like better defensive guys, they'll be unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, do we think they're gonna repeat as Super Bowl champion? I mean, obviously, no. it's no. Really I don't think they will. All I right. think. Uh, no. I don't know. <sighs> I honestly think they could. I mean, they didn't really lose anybody. Yeah. I don't know. Let's move on to that NFC. I think the NFC is a little bit more up in the air. I feel at least. NFC East, obviously. Um, I mean, for this one, it's a, it's a toss-up between two teams. I think it's the same toss-up for all of us between those two teams. I'm purely going to say, purely because of C.D. Lamb, I'm going to say the Cowboys over the Eagles. I'm going to go the Cowboys, not because of C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a good factor. and he's, He definitely will make an impact on the team. But 
the Cowboys are just a better team. They underperformed last year. It was kind of sad to watch how good that team could have been just to go 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs. So I think Dallas, you know, they show up and take the NFC East. Yeah, I think I think Dak's going to be hungry. He's going to yeah. go and get it. Yeah, yeah. He wants, he wants that new contract. Um, the NFC North. Oh, the NFC. Um, well, again, it's between two teams. Um, God. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna say the Packers purely because of the play of Aaron Rodgers. Man, you really just took my whole argument from why I like the Jordan Love pick. I don't like. I don't even think it's between two teams. To be honest, and honest, I'm assuming you meant the Vikings. Yeah. I don't think the Vikings had yeah. what they had last year. I think the Packers. Yeah, I don't think the Vikings have it because Diggs left. I don't think it's going to be the same as last year. The Packers will win. Well, I think. Diggs maybe leaving might actually help them a little bit because obviously with Diggs, no. No, no, they had a whole bunch of attitude yeah. issues though, and that's that, 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 yeah. yeah. But they didn't, they didn't have they didn't have the Antonio Brown team splitting attitude issues. They just had <laughs> he was he had a big ego, and you can't tell me that getting rid of one of the best catching wide receivers in the game is gonna help you. That's true. All right, fair enough. Um, the end. Of, we're all saying Packers, yeah? Yeah. Okay. The NFC South. Oh. Again, I think I, I alluded to this earlier, but I, I believe it's going to be a close one. I believe the Bucks again, will make a run at the Saints. However, I think the Saints will just barely pull it out, like, by a game. Yeah, I think it'll also be a close one. I mean, Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks in, ever. And Tom Brady is too, so I'm really looking forward to those two, you know, playing each other multiple times this season. But I think in the end, although I think Tampa Bay is the better team on paper, I think the Saints will win the division. Yeah, I think the Saints will win. Just because Brady, I think he's going to put off the season this year. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, Breeze is one of the goats, so. And now we move on to the most controversial uh, division, the uh, NFC West. Now, let's be honest, there's a case, there's a situation where all four teams win the division. I can see that. Okay, that's fair. Um, However, obviously the 40, no. Yeah, the 49ers did win it. Um it's going to be it's going to be t- like all four teams are going to be like right with each other. Like those conference games have actually never meant more. But I think it'll be the 49ers slightly. Um Honestly, I don't know. Like you said, it's going to be a really competitive division. I think each one of the teams kind of... I mean, the the divisional games last year were very competitive. Even between the Cardinals, who were the last one, and the 
the uh, 49ers ended up winning the division. I think I'm honestly I, I'm gonna write off the Rams. I don't think the Rams have it. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say I think the Rams are the least likely to do it. I think I don't know. I I feel like everyone kind of underestimated the Seahawks this year, and then they had a good season. So I'm not gonna underestimate them, but purely based on bias that I'm a Cardinals fan, I I, I want to say the Cardinals will do it. I think the Cardinals will be up there with the 49ers, but I think the 49ers will do it just simply because I mean they are returned they are Super Bowl runner up so they do have a good team yeah I think the 49ers will win I think Debo Samuel is going to have a better season than he did last year he had a good season last year I think he's going to have a better season this year no I can definitely see that I could definitely see that he's he's very he's very special yeah you heard it here first folks Debo Samuel great season next year John Lookout all right. Do we want to move on to our uh, well? Last segment? Do we want to? Are we pausing it? Oh, that's right. Uh, we do have a little bit of a special, special. Uh, I don't really know what you call it, but here you go. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to that. Uh, I guess we're just gonna hop right into the next segment, which is. The NBA, now new news, the NBA starting May 1st is going to allow NBA teams to practice in gyms in which it's legal. So for us in Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure it's not, like based on the government, they're not going to let the 76ers practice unless things change in the next couple days. But like in Florida and Georgia, those teams are allowed to practice. So with that being said, that means that the NBA could possibly be happening, and that means that we might find out who the MVP, the Rookie of the Year, the NBA champion will be. So we're going to go through with our predictions of who might, if the NBA season is to happen, will win that. All right. Well, do we want to start off with champion or awards first? Uh, let's Let's start out with who we think our finals matchup is and then who the champion is. I mean... Personally, I, it's, I mean, I think before this we were saying this is probably. I I believe it'll still be the Bucks Lakers. All right. You want to give us our champion, then we can just go through who we think and who we think so win. All right. So I I think the Lakers would win that one personally, but. All right. Uh, I gotta second you on the Lakers being the team out of the West. I got respect for the Clippers. I just don't. I I don't know. I don't see the Clippers beating the Lakers in a seven season or seven game playoff. However, I am gonna change it up. I like Jonas and the Bucks. I think they're a great team. But I think we see an upset somewhere along the line, whether it's in the Eastern Conference Finals or something. And I. I gotta go with the hottest team I feel in uh, the Eastern Conference, and yes, that was a pun because I think the Heat make it the way to the whole way to the finals. Oh, oh, that's a bit of an interesting pick there. I don't know. I like this Heat team. I think they're really good. I don't. I, however, I don't think they get the job done. I think LeBron has just got too much. He's just he's. He's got too much for him. He's. Yeah, I think he would destroy. He, uh, yeah. I think he would outplay Jimmy Butler personally. 
doesn't, he's got Anthony Davis, the best power forward in basketball right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> what you thinking? Okay. I'm going to disagree with both of those. Oh. I'm going to say, if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, the Clippers will, will make it in the West. Okay. Um, I don't think Giannis could carry them through the playoffs. And I think it's going to be the Clippers versus the Raptors. I oh. think Pascal and Kyle Lowry. And, um, I think that the Clippers will win the finals. Okay. I, I, I could totally see that, you know. And if you're wondering. I, res- um, I respect that. Yeah, and if you're wondering, there's no mention of the 76ers in this. Yeah. Do we, um, I, I just, I think, personally, I think chemistry issues between especially Ben Simmons and Embiid are just gonna they're, they're gonna lead to bigger problems and that would yeah. it would just not work it's just it, the, the one of them's gonna have to go at the end of the year I mean it's already guaranteed I feel like Ethan was that you just wanted to take shots at the Sixers no no I mean I mean 100% honest like one of them has to go like they can't continue playing with each other if they want to win a championship just because their egos are totally like they've two, they both have big egos. It's not me taking shots. It's just it's just well, it's. I mean, everyone yeah, can see it. I agree. Yeah. See. I'm not saying I dis- I'm not saying I disagree with one of them has to go, but you just brought it up out of nowhere. Well, I mean, I do like to take shots at seventy sixers, but. And also, another team we didn't mention was the um. I mean the Celtics. I mean I could I I could see them making it maybe too. The if if they if they got get on a good run they could definitely do it. If Jason Tatum plays like really well he could. Yeah. Same with Jalen Brown. But I I mean again like I think there's I think the Heat would I think the Heat are just a solid team all around. Um I could see the Bucks beating them. I could see the Raptors beating them. So I mean. It's in it's yeah. it, it's interesting because like this year like. I feel like there was a lot of teams that could do it, especially in the East, because I don't... Yes, the Bucks. I mean, yes, I did say the Bucks to win it, but at the same time, I would definitely not be shocked if, like, another team made it. I don't think, like, it's, like, normal years where, like, everyone says, oh, the Warriors are obviously going to make it. Like, it's just... It's just... It's it's different this year. Yeah. Okay, do we want to move on to uh, awards? Yes, do MVP. Who we think's MVP? I feel like there's two two candidates that we could probably select from. But purely, you got it. You got a third one, so I'm gonna say Giannis. Yeah, uh, I I like what LeBron did this year. I think it's amazing the fact that he's still doing it at 35 years old and he's putting up MVP caliber stats. But I just feel like, I mean, it's most valuable player. Although LeBron is a very valuable player, Giannis is, like Donovan said, carrying his team pretty much with all due respect to Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo. He's carrying them. And I think, I mean, they're pretty similar in stat lines. If you compare LeBron's assists to Giannis's rebounding, but I think Giannis is overall going to go back-to-back. Well, what happened to your um, Bradley Beal for MVP? Um, that stuff doesn't happen even though it should. Okay. That, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. He is the most valuable player 
Oh, he's on the Wizards just... because he's the only reason why they do anything ever. Maybe most underrated, not most valuable. Hey, he's the reason why the Wizards have how many wins they have. Five? <laughs> All right, Ethan, you can be quiet and let Donovan talk. Okay, yeah. I agree. I think Giannis will win the MVP this year. I think, yeah, because it goes back to what I said. Uh, he's carrying his team and how LeBron has AD and how Giannis is and how Giannis and the and the Bucks still have the best record in the league. Yeah. All right, we want to move on to Rookie of the Year. Oh, oh, oh. Um. Well. There, there, there. Now, since there is one player that went to uh, Duke, and obviously I like Duke, y- y- you would think I would choose him. However, I'm going to say um, John Moran. All right, so I'm going to agree with you there. John Moran, I feel like that's a rookie by far. Kendrick Nunn had a good season. Brandon Wait, well, well by far? Yeah, I think John Morant had a better season, and this is why. Now, I don't know if this is 100% true, and Ethan, I'm going to call you out with this. There, I, I'm pretty sure that Zion Williamson, if the season does not resume, did not play enough games. I won't know. He, he would have played uh, that yeah. games, and next year he will be considered a rookie still. And with that being said, Ethan... If Zion Williamson wins Rookie of the Year, I do not want to hear anything out of you because you've complained so much about Ben Simmons. Yeah, I know. I won't. Uh, if he wins, I will. I won't say anything. I, I, I don't like that rule. I just don't. I don't. I, I think if you play in a season, you should be considered for that season, even if Zion does win. I, I'm still not going to be agreeing with it. So. That's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say if the season continues, and if Zion proves. Like that, if he keeps on playing the way that he's been playing, I think it'll be Zion. But if if it ends, I think it'll be Jaw. All right, all right. Do you want to move on to? I don't know. Maybe a less important award in the sixth man of the year. Just kind of a. I you know, I, I think it's an award. I think I'm gonna go with this Mister Six Man Award. I'm gonna go with Lou Williams. <laughs> The guy practically owns the award at this point. I think he's gonna. I think he'll win, he would win it again too. I, I I think Lou Williams is the second best six man in the league. Uh, my first, my my best six man, my pick to win six man of the year is the Thunder backup point guard Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he had a breakout season. I guess you could call it a breakout season, and he wasn't even starting. And, I mean, he just, he played amazing with the Thunder. He's part of the reason why they're, what are the five or six seed in the West? Yeah, something like that. I mean, not not discrediting Chris Paul for leading that team, but Dennis Schroeder's a big reason why they are there. And I think he's, I think he's serving the sixth man a little more than Lou Williams. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Lou Williams, I think Lou Williams would win. I just think that he's proven. I think he averages like eighteen points per game off the bench. Yeah, 
Uh, odd man, I, again, like I said, Lou Williams is my second pick. He's he's pretty much, as long as he's in the league, Lou Williams is going to be a front runner for sixth man of the year. Yeah. Um, we got most most improved. Dude, I, I honestly don't know how I'm going to grade most improved, but I, I mean, I guess we can talk about who we think the most improved player is. Um, I might say, like, Brandon Ingram. I see that, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel I feel like Brandon Ingram was at, I feel like he's the most, he's the best player that was on the watch list for most improved. I think that, um, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm debating between two people. I'm debating between the guy who is uh, part of the hottest team that I said would possibly make it to the finals and Bam Adebayo. I think he had a huge season breaking out for the, the Heat. Or, um, oh, shoot, why did I forget who I was talking about? Hold on. Let me, let me make sure that I got this right. Luka Doncic has been in the year for a, a year. He's yeah, not yeah. a rookie. He, he's actually, like, he's got the best odds to win it. Yeah, I think I think, I think think you go either Bam or simply because Luka was so good last year, too. Like, I don't know. I feel like Luka almost won't win it simply because of how big his name is. I, I don't know. I, I mean, they usually do give – you're right. They usually do give the – um. Most improved player to like someone not as well known. Bam's well known, I feel like, or at least he's he's not he's not nobody. But I mean, I just feel like Luca's such a big name that giving him most improved, I don't know, it kind of defeats the purpose of the award to recognize somebody who's you know a young guy who's improving good. Um, I think, yeah, I agree with Bam. I think he's, he's proved a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, another guy that we didn't really name, I think, I mean, Donovan, you said he could lead the Raptors to the finals, I think. I mean, Pascal Siakam, I'm pretty sure he was the winner last year, correct? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, he, he went from being the winner of most improved, and he, I mean, he won most improved with 17 points and seven rebounds. He's now averaging 26 and eight and a half. I mean, his numbers skyrocketed last year, and they skyrocketed even more. I think you can make a, I think you can make a pretty good argument for Pascal Siakam winning back to back most improved. Yeah. Is that that's all the player awards, right? Defensive player of the year. Defensive. Yeah. Oh yeah, defensive player of the year. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, I, I, this might be a bit of a shock, but I, don't worry, it's not who you think it is. Just to clear that up, Jr. Ethan, how? Uh, just, just tell me who you think. Tell me. Who I think, think it's Anthony Davis. That's not really a shock. I mean, I think there are 
better defenders than him, but I mean, Anthony Davis is definitely in the conversation. I think I got, I mean, the two other guys that come to my mind at least are Kawhi, who I mean, he's always an amazing defensive presence for whatever team he's playing with, and Giannis had a pretty good defensive season. I think it's really a toss-up between the two. I guess if the NBA season was to re, like if it was to have like continue, I don't really know who I'd have to choose right now. I don't know. It might be honestly. I don't know if I could pick. I guess I'm just gonna go with Giannis because I think he's gonna win MVP. I don't think they'll give it to Giannis because I don't think they'll give MVP and defense. I'm going to say Rudy Gobert. He's a good rim protector. Yeah, you're not wrong. I like that pick very much. That's a good pick. Ethan, you can be quiet. (laughs) All right, so now there'll be panel of player awards. I guess our last one will be coach of the year, which usually just goes to the winningest coach or one of the most winningest coaches. So I guess there's only a few choices. What do you guys think about Coach of the Year? I might... Purely because... I might say Eric Spolstra. Are you uh, saying that because I said that the Heat would make the finals? No, I'm just thinking because, like, the Heat have been, like, decent, like, the past couple of years uh, to finish off weight... Dwayne Wade's career, but, like, they took out the ginormous leap this year, so, I mean, I would say Eric Spolstra, or I could see, like, um, is, the Clippers coach is Doc Rivers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say maybe Doc Rivers, too. I gotta be honest, I'm gonna go with the fact that they usually pick the winning, or the most winningest coaches, and... I gotta say, it's pretty much a toss-up between Frank Vogel and Uden Holzer. I mean, at one point, at one point, I say I think it would have been clear-cut Uden Holzer winning because they were on they were on pace to be as good as the Warriors whenever they had their nine-loss season. But it's kind of tightened up recently. I think it'd be Uden Holzer simply because. Like we've mentioned, Giannis is pretty much carrying the team. I mean, Chris Middleton's good, but I don't think he's a second-scoring option. I'm assuming that most of the re- – I mean, Giannis is obviously being coached well because he's putting up MVP caliber numbers. He's carrying his team, so I'm going to give it to Mike Budenholzer. All right, I'm going to go – I had the Raptors. I'm going to take Nick Nurse. I think that he done a lot with the team without Kawhi and leading a team to second place in the East in the regular season. Yeah, I respect that. That's fair. Definitely, he definitely did himself good, especially after losing Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, that's all the awards, right? Yeah. Don't forget anything now. All right, well... I guess that's it. That's all we got. Anything else anyone else wants to add? Actually, I forgot. Uh, Jordan, who is Donovan's older brother, he's going to like this. I'm going to give a shout-out to Aaron Gordon, 
I know he's never going to watch this, but shout out Aaron Gordon. He just dropped a music video to his rap song, 9 out of 10. <laughs> it was a little bit of a diss track to Dwayne Wade because he gave him 9 out of 10 and caused him to lose the dunk contest. It's a good song. Y'all should go give it a listen. Uh, yeah, shout out Aaron Gordon his music career. That's, I think that that's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that's good. And also, I mean, like, I mean, because, like, like we all said, I think we all agreed Aaron Gordon has been robbed twice now of the um, dunk contest award. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think he's been robbed both times. I don't think this year more than the previous one. I think the previous one more than this one. I don't know. I feel like Zach Levine was good, though. I don't know. Zach Levine was good, but I feel like... I feel like Derek... I don't know. I just don't think Derek Jones deserved to win it. Personally, I, I, I think he did. I think Derek Jones deserved to win. I mean, no, I, don't, I think they deserve to tie. I think they. I think. Yeah, I, I didn't. Think I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. Yeah, enough to say Derek Jones. I thought it was gonna. I thought it was gonna be close, but. I I mean I just I think Eric Gordon's dunks the first time he got robbed were just. They were insane. They were insane. They, they were a whole different level than what he did this past year. And he still lost, which I don't even understand how he lost. The, yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. 2015, he should have won, like, 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, no hate on Zach Levine, amazing dunker, but Aaron Burke just had his dunker that night. Hey, I, I do want to point out that a Utah Jazz player has won the dunk contest recently. Just, just throwing that out there. Ethan. Before this podcast goes down a way that you don't want it to, I recommend that you stop talking about jazz. Hey, Todd's not here to say it. Well, Donovan will say it. I guarantee you. What? Donovan, can you tell him to be quiet about the Utah Jazz? Um, be quiet about the Utah Jazz. <laughs> All right, fine. Thank you. <laughs> And what is it with Chicago dunk contest? Every time it's in Chicago, it's always good. That's yeah, right. Chicago, Chicago's one of the most, they're one of the most legendary cities when it comes to basketball. I guess that word just kind of comes with it. Well, speaking of, yeah. I haven't watched any of the episodes of The Last Dance yet, but. Oh, that, we could talk about that, Donovan. I don't know. Have you watched any of that? Yeah, I've seen the first two episodes. I haven't seen any of them. I, I, gotta, be, I gotta be honest. It lives up to the hype. We're, wait, we're three and... Did you watch three and four? Oh, yeah, I watched three and four Were three and four, and four better night. than one and two? Honestly, they're... I mean, they're all the same. They're high-quality episodes. I mean, it, it's an amazing documentary. It, it's... It's great. I mean... Again, like the Aaron Gordon thing, go give it a watch, because that thing is... That, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. I just haven't had a chance to. That's a disgrace, Ethan. <laughs> I bet Bolash is all over that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bolash, he definitely has to be watching that. It's the last time the bills are relevant. Oh, Mr. Bolash. Yeah, Mr. Bolash. We gotta get him on, too. Like, we gotta... There's a bunch of our friends that, like, know a lot about sports that we should totally have on. Yeah, so, podcast listeners, if uh, you want to join us, if you're one of our friends listening to this, Hit us up, because we'd always love to have you as a guest host like we just did for Donovan. Or even if you're like a random person, but are interested in sports, hit us up. We'll probably still talk to you. <laughs> yeah, literally anybody. We'll talk to anybody about sports if you want to. Yeah. 
Also, like right. sports fan accounts as well. If you're listening to this, uh, we Literally can we we can talk about just one team for a whole episode. That's totally fine. So if you want to do that, we're we're all down. Although all we right, do, al- although we do have some great ideas that we just have recently hatched up that we that we're gonna think about doing. But um, we're also down to do as many interviews as possible, and or yeah. if any if any high profile athletes are listening to this as well, I mean, love to have you on. Reach out. If you if anyone Ethan, sees it, Ethan, Ethan, you're getting out of yourself. <laughs> I'm joking. There's probably no high, high profile athletes watching us, but um, <laughs> Ethan, before you get not to yet. it, not yet, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a, I like that, not yet. All right, Ethan, before you get too ahead of yourself, uh, I think we should probably wrap this up. Donovan, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you for being a big. Thank you for being a a huge supporter for this show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, All right, man. of course. All right, Ethan. Uh, you want to sign us off? Do I do, oh. do I do the famous sign off that Todd does? Yeah, you got you got to go to the sign off, man. All right, so uh, I guess uh, for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jared Miserec. And we are signing off. Uh, thank you for watching.